0: Hey.
1: What's going hey, on? Was, oh
0: my goodness. All right, I'm just trying to get I'm I'm, I'm famished. I'm, I'm trying to uh, I I got home and I grabbed a handful of Triscuits and <laughs> and now I was I was rushing out. I had to get the kids set up. I got ain't nothing like turning on, you know, I had to start a fire. I had to <sighs> They wanted to watch a movie. I had to get them set down in a movie. The the uh, three-year-old and the four-year-old, and I said, okay, guys, I'm going out to the classroom. I want to do a podcast. And um, I was like, you guys sit here. And so I, I turned on Venom, Let There Be Carnage for them, because that's what they wanted to watch, I guess. Great movie for those kids, I guess. You know? <laughs> wow. but,
1: Sounds like fun. So I
0: haven't eaten anything all day. <laughs> All day. I'm gonna munch on some of these uh, triscuits real quick. Yeah.
1: You don't take lunch.
0: No. What? Oh, I'm a hard worker. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it must be an Aaron thing because uh, Aaron the the guy that I work with he uh, we were just talking about that today actually about how he doesn't bring lunch and occasionally he'll go buy lunch but usually he doesn't eat anything. Uh, he was sent out like he said, he eats really breakfast ever or lunch and he'll go home eat dinner. That's about it. And I'm like, I don't see how you yeah. do breakfast, lunch. There's something about right. Sometimes I don't eat breakfast, but, uh, 90% of the time I do that and lunch and, and dinner. I don't, I don't miss a meal.
0: <laughs> yep. That's, it must be an errand thing because generally it's, um, a couple of cups of coffee in the morning to go cup of coffee. And I sip on that till, I don't know, um, 11 o'clock. Really? <laughs> and I dragged that out till 11. <laughs> yeah. And then I, I don't... And it, it, it just like you were saying, is every now and then if I get really hungry throughout the day, I may get something when I've got the money to do it and whatever. I may get a, a little hamburger or something like that from the gas station or whatever. But rarely rarely am i eating anything during the day i have one meal a day and that's dinner time
1: wow i don't see how you do it i mean i have at least two cups a day but i'm usually down with that first cup by unless well, so i get to work around seven o'clock sometimes a little bit earlier um and i'm usually done with that cup of coffee by oh probably eight eight thirty and then and it, it's a to go mug. It's not like it's a small cup. So, and then I go and fill that back up in the office. Not completely fill it up, but yeah. The,
0: yeah. Yeah, shoot, it's getting cold enough now that I'll have to start bringing the thermos so I can drink a full pot every day. There you go. There mm-hmm. you go. That's the way do it. Heck got yeah.
1: Me some, uh, All right. Some- well,
0: let's get this show started, huh?
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Feel us. Chase bold, following, courageous, search.
0: I'm Aaron, and I'm Marshall, and this is Undaunted Pursuit. Hey guys, and welcome back to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. I'm joined by me, Aaron, and Marshall. Thanks for joining us. We're going to get into this, I suppose.
1: I think so. What's going on, guys? It's been a minute yeah, since I've been no, on heck, here. Oh,
0: heck. It was, uh, it, oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. You decided to run off to, uh, what was it, Fort Worth? I, I think that's what I told Tim. Mm
1: hmm. Yeah. I had, for, I had uh, some training in Fort Worth last week, and, uh, I brought my computer and stuff to do the podcast, but, uh, Unfortunately, the Wi-Fi in the hotel was not sufficient enough to get me through a podcast. So I had to run off and leave. And you would think that in the middle of Fort Worth, in the big city, that the Wi-Fi would be fantastic, but it's horrible.
0: You'd think they'd have some good Wi-Fi or something. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nope, not that free stuff.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I've been thinking of stuff all day of what we wanted to kind of talk about I was kind of cramming a little bit just before we started this thing and um but that's beside the point this weekend it started off Saturday morning I took my oldest out hunting and we had a doe walk up on us and uh, I was like okay well she's in range and get lined up and of course the the first two these two stories that I'm about to tell We're talking, we're whispering, of course, but there's a whole lot of movement and um, there's, luckily we're hidden enough that I can talk to him and he's, so this doe walks up. Anyway, she, she gets within probably, I don't know, 50 yards and she's looking right at us. And I'm like, I'm like, all right, are you going to take the shot or not? And he's like, I I don't know. I I can't find her in the scope. I was like, all right. So I reach over, Mm -hmm. I adjust the scope for him. I, I zoom it out. I was like, find her in the scope. And he found her and I was like, all right, let me zoom her back in. And now she's, she's really looking at us and I'm holding my gun up. And I was like, all right, I have, I have a bead on her. I was like, but I really want you to take a shot. So he's like, wow, I can't find her again. I was like, well, get her found. (laughs) Let's let's get this done. And uh, he's like, he's like, you can't, I'm shaking too much. And I was like, all right, all right, right. Just calm, calm down calm down and then put it right on her. She's, she's facing us now and, and she's giving us a little stomp cause she can't figure out what we are. And, um, was like, just put it right on her chest. And he finally gets it. He finally gets it lined up, gets it on her chest. And as he gets ready to take it off of safety and she just kind of trots down the hill and it's like, all right, well that's okay. That's all right. You know, he's like, man, I, he's like, I was, he's, I was shaking so bad. I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I still get that way. Even with does, it doesn't matter if it's, if it has to do with getting food on the table, I get excited about it. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was a, that was a good opportunity. So we went out Sunday, Sunday night, and uh, we had sat around in a bunch of different places throughout the field. And, and uh, he was like, we heard the wind was in our favor, blowing right in our face, which is what you want. Cause I am, mm-hmm. As I've gotten older and hunted more, I've gotten way out of, uh, the gimmick of cover sense and, and everything like that. Cause that's just, it, it's silly nonsense to me. I haven't, you know, generally I, you know, I see plenty of stuff. I, I play the wind more than I like to put any of these silly cover scents on. And, um, I've seen, it's been my experience. I have seen less deer with cover sense on and doing all that mumbo jumbo of washing your clothes in a special detergent and and all that. I don't worry about that. I wash my clothes in the in the washer with regular detergent and um and only when they really get real bad uh badly uh stained do I do I really wash them through the season. But anyway, that's kind of gross, but you know. <laughs> um <laughs> So anyway, the wind is in our fav- in our favor, it's blowing in our face all day, but yet we're hearing does just blowing like crazy. So I'm like, well, has the, has the rut started? Cause it's, it finally turned cold on us and it's been, it's been awfully chilly. And, um, so I was like, man, maybe the, maybe the rut did finally get underway. Um, I was like, well, let's get up and let's, I, I got tired of listening to these does blowing. So I was like, let's get up and let's just kind of ease our way over that way and see what the heck they're doing over there they're screwing around and uh just as we're getting ready to get up these three deer walk they're kind of uh, at a fast walk down the hill and uh i was like oh shoot i was like "Wyatt, get down here they come can you see them and so i was like you watch them it's getting close to five o'clock at this time so i'm te- i'm texting ashley i was like you know it's like 4 30 4 40 i'm like gonna be later than five o'clock because i told ashley that i'd be in at five I was like, going to be later than five o'clock. We're watching deer. And then he's like, okay, I, I lost them. I, and I was like, all right, that's fine. They're going to jump the fence. And then generally they'll come right towards us. So anyway, first doe comes in. I, we're trying to find, I stand up just a little bit and they're right there in front of us, but within a hundred yards. And, uh, she comes, I was like, I had told him earlier, cause I had ranged everything. And I said, if they come between this bush and, and us, that's a hundred yards, put the put the bullseye, you know, put the crosshairs right on him. Don't aim high, just aim right on him. And so this doe comes walking in and he's trying to get on her. And I'm kind of sitting there with my gun in my lap watching him. And he's all over the place trying to search and stuff. I was like, all right, let me, let me zoom you out. And uh, I zoomed him out. Can he find her? No, I can't find her. And I was like, all right, well, let me just zoom me, zoom me back in a little bit. I zoomed him in about halfway And, uh, he, she kind of disappeared for a second and uh, we were looking around for the other ones. And it's like, oh, well, heck shoot this one. This one's closer to us. He's like, all right, I'll get on him. All right. Well, at the time we didn't know it was a buck. I was like, all right, you you, you on it. He's like, I can't hold the gun up any longer. It's getting too heavy. So at this point he's held this gun up for so long, taking the safety on and off. And, uh, long story, even long, uh, to shorten up the story, he makes the shot. And, uh, he, sh- he shoots his first buck. So proud dad right here when I was with him That's on awesome. his first ever deer and small buck, you know, it was a little spike with some little kickers and, um, it was awesome. I wasn't about to let it get away. So as soon as he shot, I'm watching him. As soon as he shot, I, I shot him as well. Cause I, I didn't want this thing running. We're hunting on the edge in this field on the edge of a Canyon. So it's like, no way. I don't want you running any further. So, so I, I take a, a security shot, <laughs> you know, and it all worked out, but, uh, he was, he was tickled pink. That's awesome. Thank you. Congrats on that one. That's all exciting. Heck yeah. Well,
1: my, uh, my, my, my weekend wasn't as exciting as yours, but it was fun. We went to a corn maze, uh, nearby and went to the corn maze and played some games and, you know, just different stuff they had around there. And, um, we weren't there for too terribly long. <laughs> I get I get bored quickly. And so we go through the corn maze. which probably didn't take, I don't know, it took maybe like 20, 30 minutes maybe to get through it roughly. Um, and then we played some games on the property and stuff. Just just my wife and I. And then after that, um, we, we went ahead and went. And <laughs> my wife was like, oh, I kind of wanted to stay longer. And I'm like, i I'm bored. Let's let move on. So anyway, we 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 moved on and went and just kind of drove around and stuff. But um, about two weeks ago, uh, yeah, two weeks back, we went to the Texas State Fair with uh, my wife and her family, and uh, that was a lot of fun. We had a good time doing that. Got to spend time with the family late, and just.
0: Well, I guess it would, it would. I guess it would be a little late for a fair if it was two well, weeks ago, right?
1: Yeah, it goes on for the majority of October. Oh wow. Yeah, which that's the first time I've been to the State Fair cool. in several years. So it was it was fun. It was a good
0: time. Yeah. Awesome, man. Awesome. Yeah. No, you'll learn to like those uh corn mazes and pumpkin patches and they're they're a good time. We've always had a good time at them.
1: Yeah, no, it was good. We went we went to one a few years back. Um I think it was for my birthday, we went to one. And it was a good time. Like we 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 really enjoy them. I just get, uh, I guess my ADD kicks in. And I, get, I get I get bored. I'm ready to jump on to the next time, to the next
0: thing. <laughs> but uh, we enjoy them. Well, you could have gone on a hayride.
1: See, she said that there's one here in town somewhere, and uh, we, we we might do that next weekend. It's something you can do at night. Uh, I hear it's a pretty neat thing to go to, so we may go visit that next weekend.
0: Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Heck yeah. Oh, come on. This stinking computer. Man, I need a new computer so bad. I know uh, we've been over me, this boss. before, but geez. Hold on a second. Hey. Can we have another snack? No. Is is mommy home yet? No. No. no? Okay. No, no more snack. Oh, watch out. Hi, Mr. Marshall. Hi. hi. Mr. Marshall. <laughs> <laughs> he says hi. Hi. Is your movie over? No. No. Okay. Hey. You're not going out the front door, are you? No. Okay. Back. Back, Back door. Okay, you guys, go sit down. Don't touch anything. Okay. You <laughs> All right. <laughs> Cute little babies.
1: <laughs> they are. They're. They're. They're adorable. <clears throat> So and
0: they wanted another snack. I mean, I guess we're all starving. <laughs> I bet.
1: What? See, it's it's what uh, five thirty your yeah. time, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's about your time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the reason they're here, the reason that uh, they're, I, I have just the two of them right now, is because uh, let's see, the boys went to Rejoice Kids. It's a um, uh, one of the local churches, not the church that we go to, um, but one of the other local churches, I think it's a Nazarene church. They do this thing. The kids love it. Uh, the two olders love it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so they've been there since this afternoon, um, doing what they do there. Uh, which is good. You know, he's, uh, you know, Wyatt had called up Ashley and was like, Hey, are you guys, are you picking us up for this thing? Or are we walking? And she's like, "No, just hold on, I'll be right there." <laughs> so they, they love it that much. It's and it, like I said, it's called Rejoice Kids. So, um, it must be it must be a really good program. But, uh, but anyway, how, so then uh, how old is what? How old? He's eleven.
1: Wyatt? So if an eleven-year-old is willing to walk to a church event, it must be good. It must be real good.
0: Yeah, eleven-year-old <laughs> and a, a nine-year-old. Wow, <laughs> that's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they're they're doing that, and um, Logan and Hunter are doing gymnastics. But Hunter is not doing gymnastics tonight. Logan is because you know the two older's they Austin and Wyatt they played uh, football, so we had to we we didn't necessarily have the time or the money to run them uh, hour and a half away to Logan really wants to do karate. But, um, so we're like, Oh man, we felt really bad. And it's like, well, Hey, why don't you get into this? I'll limber you up. It'll, you know, you can, uh, a, a boy can learn, uh, a lot of stuff from gymnastics. Hunter loves it. Cause he's just a little flipper. Uh, that, that dude will just do all <laughs> kinds of little stunts in the living room. So, um, yeah. So, Logan's doing that tonight. So we just, the it never stops. It's always so busy. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you get kids all over town.
0: <laughs> I know it. I know it. Luckily football ended and uh, we ended on a high note. You know, they, lo- they, I think they only lost like two of the games that they played. Wow. So they won. Yeah, that is, I'd say That's... aside from wrestling, Football is where it's at for them kids too.
1: That's a lot better than our high school record.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. We. It seems like we never won a game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, very rarely. It's kind of. Sad.
0: What position were you? <laughs> what what played, position were you again? I can't. I can't remember. I,
1: I, I bounced around, but it, I was on special teams, but I, I, I mainly played uh, uh, middle linebacker. And uh, when I was younger, I played, like, safety oh, and stuff yeah. like that. But as I got older, I realized I really wasn't fast enough to be safety. And then uh, middle linebacker was fun because you just got to hit
0: people all day.
1: And uh, hey, you right. can't complain about that, you know. So, But, yeah, linebacker.
0: I was telling the kids uh, when they were playing that – because who was it? Which was Austin? Because Wyatt played – Wyatt throughout the whole season played um he was tackle he was like a left tackle i think on on the offensive line and then um he, he generally stayed there austin jumped around he played uh he played both the both the boys were in almost a whole stinking game and so they played both offense defense but I think Austin was a center and I was telling them, I was like, Oh heck, you're, I was a center, you know? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. we always had a special bond with the, you, you, as a center, you have a special bond with this thinking uh, quarterback, you know? Oh, yeah. Cause that, yeah. of course it, you, you get real, you get real personal there. <laughs> <laughs> you,
1: you get up close and personal. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, it was like, it was funny. Cause uh, I was telling them, I was like, yeah, you know, uh, so the quarterback, of course, uh, we won't say his name here. If, if you're listening, you know who you are, but, um, he, he would, we would be, we'd be losing, which was a, a lot. And, um, <laughs> he, man, he would get so mad. He'd walk up to me and I, he, I, I, I'd, I'd already be set. And so I'd already be holding the ball and he'd walk up and he'd just haul off and just smack me across the butt. <laughs> and he's like, everybody down. <laughs> and it is this happened a lot, so I got spanked a lot when I was in high school uh, that's funny <laughs> as as a center,
1: yeah, yep <laughs> that's funny. good times
0: <clears> oh <throat> I know it I know it uh well I guess I guess you know we're already something like fifteen twenty minutes into this, so we I guess we better get on with what we're going to talk about. Now, I wanted to say, Marshall, that, um, you know, we've, we've always talked about on this podcast about if you're, if somebody is a new believer, then where, where do you start? Where do you learn how to, uh, where, where do you learn about Jesus? And that's in the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, uh, here lately I've been thinking I've been kind of led to start reading in my personal time, uh, Luke. And of course, you know, me and me and my wife are, are reading it together. And which is also, I also want to point that out as well, which is a good thing that if you are not, if you and your spouse are not spending time in God's word together, let me tell you, it is life changing. It is life changing. And, um, It's it's not it not only leads to a healthy relationship uh, between you and your wife, but also a good healthy relationship between you and God. And you can hammer out, uh, you you can bounce things off of, which I do on a regular basis with Ashley. It's like, hey, you know, what do you think about this? What do you think this means? Whatever. So, anyway, long story short, um, we're gonna start in between guests. We have guests coming up. We're gonna start studying the Gospel of Luke, and. It kind of stands out to me that um, from what I've been reading, Luke is a historian, and I've wondered, I wondered why I liked it because why I liked Luke and the way he explains things. There's some things he kind of uh, covers real quickly or just kind of blazes over, but um, for the most part, the way he words things, the way he explains things, is uh, I, I like it because I like history, and and uh, and he he does tend to. Um, put a little bit more detail into things, you know, as you know, so you have, you have Matthew where we start off in Matthew, uh, he was, he was a tax collector. Okay. And, uh, so you, you can, uh, speculate he was a, uh, a learned individual, you know, and then, uh, Mark ends up, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Marshall is he, he was kind of a, uh, Oh man, what was he a protege? It, I might be screwing up my words here, but a protege to Paul, is that correct? I'm not sure. That's something I to check up on. Or, or like, or, or like an uh, assistant to Paul, or something like that. So it'd be, um, I think that's what it. I think, think that's what it was. <clears throat> well, let me see if it's in my study Bible here.
1: Here, I mean, of course, the author of Mark is John Mark. Which he was a disciple or he wasn't one of the right. disciples but he accompanied Paul on his first missionary journey
0: and you know going back to going back to Matthew being the way he's being that he's a schooled individual he was a tax collector and everything dealt with us dealt with all this money and everything he was he's he's detail oriented so if you want to find another place to start Matthew is another good one because he, he does go into um other details and we have done a matthew uh study me and you marshall correct um mm-hmm. with one of our guests with zach and yeah. um which he'll be on here in the very near future near future i hope so yeah it, it says in mine uh in my study bible here that it uh that peter was uh mark's primary source of information so yeah but anyway that's beside the point it, you know if you're a new believer wouldn't you say Marshall that you would want, you'd, you start in the gospels. And of course I know we're not working our way through Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, we're going to start in Luke because that's kind of where um, I'm feeling led to, to kind of go. And like I said, we may not, it's not going to be a sequential amount of episodes, but we'll cover it as we have our little free time or as we don't have guests. So,
1: yeah, no, I think the the gospels are a great place to start. Now, Luke,
0: it is, and I think it's. I think it's. Uh, we've hit a time that we can, that we can start kind of getting into uh, a full book, you know. And yeah. plus, there's several things. There's, there's several. There's several really decent uh, topics of discussion as we get into even even Luke here. Mm-hmm. So, well, for today, we'll cover we'll cover chapter one. And, but I wanted to, I wanted to also bring up. So Luke is a, um, he is also a physician and a Gentile, which makes yeah. it even more incredible
1: that. I just read that. You know, I had no idea that he was a doctor. I had absolutely no idea. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, this, we're, you know, we're reading some, it's, it's, uh, comes as no surprise that we would, that, that I, that I would like the way it's written, I would assume, you know, mm-hmm. so let's see here. Chapter one, Luke chapter one, sense, and I'm, I'm going to read this out of my amplified version. Okay. So it, it, like I said, we've been through this before it gets wordy, but I like it because it adds, because those Hebrew words, the, where it was translated from mean different things, you know, so, so this is how he starts out in Luke Sense. As is well known, many have undertaken to compile an uh, orderly account of the things which have been fulfilled among us by God, exactly as they were handed down to us by those with personal experience who from the beginning of Christ's ministry were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word, that is, of the teaching concerning salvation through the faith of Christ. So what what, what Luke is saying here, that... Why can I hear myself? Maybe I'm just let me back this mic off. Maybe I'm just speaking too loud. I don't know, that's weird. There. So so what we're what we can gather from these first couple of verses is that he he's making a statement to say that he has he he's not the first one to to write this narrative of Jesus to write to um write it about his, about Jesus's life. And then when he says, let's see here, exactly as they were handed down to us, uh, whom from the beginning of Christmas were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. So he's, he's suggesting that it is suggesting that he was not an eyewitness to those events, but he had, he, he had access from somewhere to, to know these events.
1: You know. Mm-hmm.
0: So verse three, it seemed fitting for me as well, So I have decided, after having carefully searched out and investigated all the events accurately from the very beginning, to write an orderly account for you. Most excellent Theophilus. 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 Now, Marshall, do we know anything about Theophilus? Okay, (laughs) thank you. Do we know anything about him? Theophilus? Yeah. I mean,
1: off the top of my head, I don't, do you?
0: No, I I kind of was trying to look it up. Let me see. Let me see if I can find something. Oh, Theophilus. I was trying to look it up before the thing, because I, I don't know. The earliest record of Thelophila, Theophilus is uh, Theola oh, Man, what a tongue twister. Okay. Um, of Antioch, who was an early Christian patriarch, a second century Syrian bishop, who sought to promote a moralistic form, uh, form of Christianity and wrote around 180 to 185 AD. Um, I don't know that it's completely uh, necessary to, to do a deep dive into who he is, but obviously that's who Luke is is writing this to, mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: doesn't really identify in the Bible who he is according to what I'm reading here but the, the the name theophilus means loved by god but carries oh, the idea of friend of god yeah so this has led some to believe that theophilus is just a generic title that applies to all christians however in the context- well see i yeah, i ahead.
0: had thought that
1: mhm
0: <clears throat> well i had thought that too it it kind of it kind of makes it sound like that as well mm-hmm. that it may have been just a a, a title you know yeah Okay, so um okay, so in, in my study bible here and this is uh, concerning okay, so let's read verse 4 real quick so that you may know the exact truth about the things you have been taught that is the history and doctrine of the faith. So now if you look in the study bible uh Theophilus was likely a young gentile believer. He not only needed to know the truth and accuracy of what the church taught, but he also needed to be reassured. He might well have been wondering what he as a Gentile was doing in a movement which was originally Jewish.
1: Hmm. Yeah, it says here that um, there's theories that he may have been a Roman officer, a high-ranking official in the Roman government, um, or possibly a wealthy and influential man in the city of Antioch. These are
0: all just... Okay. All
1: right. Well, theories. there we go.
0: That's yeah. It's just theories. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's not the reason why we're going through Luke, but just, yeah. uh, I guess, a little What's bit a of note? context as to what who he's writing to. Yeah, a little yeah. side note. So this is what I thought was cool about, about Luke's, the, the Gospel of Luke was that he goes into more detail in uh, the birth of John the Baptist and that's where we're heading to in verse 5 here. In the days of Herod, the great king of Judea, there was a certain priest whose name was Zacharias of the division of Abijah, if I'm saying that correctly. His wife was a descendant of Aaron, the first high priest of Israel, and her name was Elizabeth. They were both righteous, approved in the sight of God, walking blamelessly in the commandments and requirements of the Lord, but they were childless because Elizabeth... Was barren, and they were both far advanced in years. So, so, I I don't know. It doesn't say how old they actually were.
1: No, you know, but, but they were beyond their childbearing years.
0: I know it, but you know what? What I think is funny though is you know these, and not maybe not at this time, but um, you see this throughout the Old Testament too that. Um, they thought that they were really old, but yet you had people that were living till they were, oh, what, 900 years old? 800 years old? Oh,
1: you yeah. know, mm-hmm. So that was young probably back then.
0: Right. And, you know, like 100 years old would be still a, a teenager, you know?
1: Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm only 100. So anyway, so here,
0: here we see, right? So here we see El- Elizabeth and Zacharias... And Elizabeth is barren, and we're going to, starting off here at 8, this is where I started getting um, really interested, because now it happened while Zacharias was serving as priest before God in the appointed order of his priestly division. As was the custom of the priesthood, he was chosen by lot to enter the sanctuary of the temple of the Lord and burn incense on the altar of incense. And all the congregation was praying outside in the court of the temple at the hour of the incense offering. And an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing to the right of the altar of incense. When Zacharias saw the angel, he was troubled and overcome with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zacharias, because your petition in prayer was heard, and your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you will name him John. You will have great joy and delight and many will rejoice over his birth for he will be great and distinguished in the sight of the Lord and will never drink wine or liquor. And he will be filled with and empowered to act by the Holy Spirit while still in his mother's womb. I'm going to stop right there. That just, that just goes to show uh, how powerful the Holy Spirit is that even Mm -hmm. in his mother's womb, you know, yeah, he he will be empowered by the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah. Hey, when God's got yet, a plan, he's got yet, a plan and, and nothing's going to stop him. Right. I was going to say, and yet another argument for um, being pro-life if we want to get on that thing. Mm-hmm. you oh, know. Yeah. So, he goes on to say in Luke here, he will turn many of the sons of Israel back from sin to love and serve the Lord their God. It is he who will go as a forerunner before him in the spirit and power of Elijah. So that's what that kind of, you'll see this a lot throughout the Gospels. That John the Baptist, you know, it, it said in the prophecies that Elijah. They were always looking for Elijah coming back, and that's that's what John the Baptist uh, was representing, or was. There's some that would say that he was uh, in the that he was Elijah. That this mm-hmm. was the prophecy. Um. Fulfilled. I mean, this is what this is what had to happen for the prophecy to be fulfilled. Mm-hmm. So to turn the hearts and fathers, uh, turn to, to turn the hearts of the fathers back to the children, and the disobedient to the attitude of the righteous, which is to seek and submit to the will of God, in order in order to make ready a people perfectly prepared spiritually and morally for the Lord. And Z- this is this is funny. Zachariah said to the angel, How will I be certain of this? For I am an old man, and my wife is advanced in age. The uh, angel replied to him and said, I am Gabriel. I stand and minister in the very presence of God, and I have been sent by him to speak to you and bring you this good news. Listen carefully. You will be continually silent and unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you did not believe what I told you. But my words will be fi- fulfilled at their proper time.
1: I like that. When that <laughs> I was I was reading that today or listening to it, and I was like, I mean, think about it for I guess nine months from the beginning of, you know, her being beginning her pregnancy to the end. You know, it's a full nine months. So, I mean, he had, he couldn't say anything for nine months. I mean, that's that's crazy. He he had to be silent because he didn't he didn't
0: believe. Right, you know, but I thought that was funny because it the way he makes it sound in here, uh, is like you know who wouldn't ask the question? It's like, are you, you know, he's I I don't know, it, it, maybe we weren't there, so maybe he was very doubtful, and of course, um, you know, his heart wasn't in the right place. But he's like, who what what one of us wouldn't be like, hey, you know, I'm awfully old, if, if you know that doesn't that doesn't jive you know and then he's like well, and yeah. this it's not like he continually did this but you know it doesn't it doesn't jive to what you're thinking and then he's like hey no, since you don't believe you're gonna be mute for the next nine months,
1: you. Know? Yeah, it's like it's like what? I'm sorry for asking questions. my bad. I,
0: I just I just wanted a little clarity on this.. Yeah, you know? yeah here's your clarity. Don't speak, okay.
1: God, God gave Gabriel a little bit too much authority.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who are we to question? But, you know, because it does it, it does come full circle later on in the chapter. Yeah. Um, well, later on, it, it it comes full circle because he, he does speak at the right at the right moment. But I, I kind of, I had to laugh and uh, laugh to myself a little bit when I was reading through this initially, I was like, man, he, he just, he simply asked a question that, you know, what human wouldn't at whatever, say they were at 90 years old or 80 years old, whatever. It's like, uh, you know, can this really work out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know?
1: I guess don't ever question God. If Angel shows up at your front porch, <laughs> just go along with
0: it. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so here we are. Uh, he Gabriel's telling him, my words will be fulfilled at the proper time. So the people outside the court were waiting for Zacharias and were wondering about his long delay in the temple. But when he did come out, he was unable to speak to them. They realized that he had seen a vision in the temple and he kept making signs to them and remained mute. Boy, how wouldn't... So you're charged with all eyes on you when you, when you go into this temple. It kind of makes me wonder how did they know because of his long delay? Did, did they uh, just assume that he saw a vision? I don't know. Mm. <clears throat> Hold on a second. All right, I'm back. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right, so let's get this. Let's get this done here. But uh, so anyway, so they obviously knew that he he was making signs to him when he came out. So when his time of priestly, priestly service was finished, he returned to his home. Now, after his wife Elizabeth became pregnant, and for five months. She secluded herself completely, saying, "This is how the Lord has dealt with me in the days when He looked with favor on me to take away my disgrace among men." I've said this before, if you remember, when we were talking about um, with Leah Clif- uh, Leanne Clifton, and we mm-hmm. were talking about the, the pro being pro-life and against abortion and all that. Um, this is how people saw that women, especially, saw they were, they were disgraced if they couldn't have kids. They were, um, they thought that, that God had cursed them because they couldn't have kids. That's why they wanted kids so bad at during, during that time that it was, it was a curse, Right. you know? So that's what she's saying here is that she's, it, it, it doesn't, it sounds more of like a praise. Like she is like, this is more of like a, um, like, she's happy. She's happy that um, that God is taking away, the Lord is taking away her disgrace among men. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now, since since John the Baptist has to be a forerunner to Jesus, um, we're going to see, as we move on here, that she Elizabeth is six months along when Gabriel ends up showing up to Mary. And so now in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, a descendant of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And coming to her, the angel said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was greatly perplexed at what what he had said, and kept careful... uh, and kept carefully considering what kind of greeting this was. So she was like, Hey, what is, you know, it kind of makes you wonder what, um, how he showed up, you know, it was this like, you know, how mm-hmm. nowadays you, you see like movies portray angels in this bright light. How, how did, how did Gabriel show up <laughs> to Mary? Yeah. You know, cause she's, she's, well, she's trying I mean, to figure just... out, did, did he look like a, what's that?
1: No, say I mean. I you think about it, and an angel showing up out of nowhere like that. I mean, that's gonna catch anybody off guard,
0: right? But did he show up out of nowhere, or did he like knock on the door and say, "Hey, uh, hey, Mary, hey, uh, <laughs> greetings, favored one"? You know, <laughs> <laughs> of course she'd be. <laughs> hey, either way, he showed up out of nowhere, and he's like, uh, "She, she's sitting there thinking." Is this, uh, what are you here to, what do you hear to tell, tell me about what is, what's going on here? Yeah. So the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Listen carefully. You will conceive in your womb and give birth to a son and you shall name him Jesus. He will be great and eminent and will be called the son of the most high and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob, which is Israel, forever, and his kingdom there shall be no end. Amen. Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin and I have no intimacy with a man, with any man? The angel replied to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you like a cloud. For that reason, the holy, pure, and sinless child shall be called the Son of God and listen even to your relative elizabeth who has also conceived a son in her old age and she who is called barren is now in her sixth month for with god nothing is or ever shall be impossible
1: hmm.
0: i like that statement there you know They actually you take that you you take both statements from uh verse 30 33 and the uh and verse 37 and his kingdom there shall be no end, for with God nothing is or ever shall be impossible.
1: You know, I like this right there where it says that um the son of God or it says even Elizabeth, your relative is going to have a child in her old age, and she who has who was said to be barren isn't is in her sixth month. So to me that means something a little different because I know people uh personally who have been trying to have kids for years and years and years and spent thousands upon thousands of dollars to try to have kids that have, have had no luck and and uh and and they're they're, they're christian individuals um but to to see this promise mm. and to hear something like that for nothing is impossible with god and to see that reminder is an encouraging thing and especially for people who are going through something like that you know like because you, you know in, in in this in this world we live in you know people always say oh you're getting old you're getting old you better you know blah 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 you know and they're really you know hard on you and push you. Well, you know, yeah, age does matter. But when it comes to God and his plan Mm -hmm. for your life, if he wants you to have a child when you're older, then you'll have a child when you're older. And you don't have to worry about whether or not it'll work. He'll he'll work things out the way he wants it to work out.
0: Exactly. His power is limitless, completely limitless. Amen. So I was just reading, unlike i i I couldn't find anything in the little sub notes on um Zachariah's unbelief, which is why he was uh muted, but it does say here when she asks how will this be it does say in these little sub notes that Mary did not ask for a sign yeah uh, so the remark it says so this remark does not reflect unbelief. she accepts her role without question in verse thirty eight and thus is a model of faith. Even though she does not fully understand everything, the work of God in Mary introduces something unknown before or after, the birth into the human race of one, capitalized, who is both God and man.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So she comes; it comes to full for, uh, fruition, however you say it. It comes full circle here. Um, in verse 38 there where she says then Mary said behold I am the servant of the Lord may it be done to me according to your word and the angel left her yeah i don't know that maybe we could we may have to break up this chapter 1 cuz chapter 1 is is awfully long you know we're getting into a, a, what luke is trying to do is describe all the events leading up to Jesus's birth i mean we're we're going we're starting with the whole life of Jesus here, you know, but uh, maybe we'll just, uh, maybe we'll just go through because I kind of wanted to get into this tonight real quick before we get done here. Um, When Mary visits Elizabeth, because I thought it was, I thought it was really cool how this, how this plays out. So in, in verse 39 of chapter one in Luke, now at this time, Mary arose and hurried to the hill country, to a city of Judea, and she entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, her baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and empowered by him. Isn't that something? Like just That's crazy. Hearing Mary's voice, the, the, the baby, you know, John the Baptist, leaped yeah. in her womb. You know? Yeah. That's wild. I mean, that just that, that goes to continually... Uh, describe God's power and the power of the Holy Spirit, you know. (coughs) She exclaimed loudly, blessed, worthy uh, to be praised. Are you among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb? And how has it happened to me that that the mother of my Lord would come to me? For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed, spiritually fortunate and favored by God, is she who believed and confidently trusted that there would be a fulfillment of the things that were spoken to her by the angel sent from the Lord? Mm-hmm. I think we're going to leave that there for tonight, but and we'll get to this. We'll get to the rest of chapter one um, either next week or the week after. But uh, yeah, I you know I think I think going through this and really examining Jesus's life and how mm-hmm. things how things progressed from the time that Mary found out and Elizabeth found out. And it's just, you know, it's, it comes as no surprise. The, the power and the will of God, Uh, you know, his, his will is going to be done. You know,
1: did it, did it say now I I know that Elizabeth is a relative to Mary. Did it say what relative she was?
0: Um,
1: like was she a, and yes, I think cousin, Sister.
0: Yes, hold on just a second here. I'm looking here. Oh no, it just says even your relative Elizabeth. Okay, hold no. on a second. Let me let's look in some of the other gospels. Maybe Matthew covered that.
1: So clearly, case people don't know that you know John and Jesus have some relation there. If Mary and Elizabeth are related, there's some sort of relation there. Wouldn't there be?
0: Oh yeah, there was. Yeah, yes. yeah. So. there was and it it.
1: Which is kinda cool. Yeah,
0: there was I think you <laughs> there were cousins. I think they were yep. cousins.
1: Yeah. I mean, imagine being, you know, Jesus' cousin. Yeah, you know, Jesus my cuz, you know. <laughs> or or however the relation was.
0: Right. I'm trying to find that, but I cannot. Um Luke starts off pretty much after you know, it it just seems like it Luke tells more of the story behind John the Baptist being born and, and the angel. Because, like, if you look back at Mark, he picks up um, John the Baptist in the wilderness, you know. And mm-hmm. you look at Matthew, it's you, you're going to find the same story, but in, of course, because it's written by several different people. Right. Um, you know, it, all of it's going to jive and fit together. It's the same story, but it's different perspectives, right. you know. And Luke, being who he was, um, is just a little bit more in depth as far as like the you know being a historian. Of course, he wants that 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 back. He wants to go back and from the and describe all that you know. Right. So anyway, yeah. So we'll get into this a little bit further when starting off at. We'll start in chapter in verse forty six next week if we don't have a guest if we do then it will be the week after that but um, yeah anyway so that's that like mm-hmm. i said i, I want to kind of get into this hopefully we'll have a little bit more context for you hopefully um we'll try and get a little bit more deeper as we move through this book of luke right but i think i'm kind of excited about it i'm gonna keep i we're i'm learning stuff just as oh, much I am too. as anybody oh, yeah. else listening to definitely us and so i mean there's always questions that i have that i'll have to bounce it off of you but so well i think we have went on long enough marshall
1: (laughs) it's it's been a minute it's been a minute
0: all right well guys thanks for listening thanks for tuning in we appreciate all your support and uh, we look to see you here next week on undaunted pursuit we'll see you guys next time bye see you later Hey guys, and thank you for listening to Undaunted Pursuit Podcast. Give us a good rating on iTunes, good review, leave us five stars, and follow us on YouTube. Click that subscription bell. Keep up to date with the newest episodes.
1: And don't forget to follow us on other social media outlets such as Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And if you ever have any questions, don't hesitate to email us at undauntedpursuit at gmail.com and go to our website at undauntedpursuit.podbean.com.
0: And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, go to Patreon, follow us on Patreon, Subscribe to our channel there. There's a small tier for donations. Any help, any support, this podcast is made possible by you, the patron. We thanks for listening. We'll see you guys next time. See
2: ya.